Hey there guys and welcome back to the Travis and Damien podcast episode 15. Uh, we're going to dump into some news, uh, then we're going to get into our recent activities and then Stranger Things 3. We are available on anchor.fm slash Travis Damien podcast along with iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and many more. So first piece of news is that the Nintendo Switch Lite was announced. This was something that was rumored and speculated for quite some time. But I think the back of the console got leaked some time ago. I wasn't really paying attention to any of this stuff, honestly, until it was officially announced. And now we have a Switch Lite. The main things about it is that it is coming out September 20th, and it'll retail for $200. But there's some other things I think I'm forgetting. Yeah, they also, like, there's a lot of features removed from this to make it cheaper. Like, you can't dock it. Um, You can't take out the Joy-Cons. There's no HD rumble or gyroscope either. And mm-hmm. yeah, so they they removed a lot of features, so it could be like more affordable and stuff. But uh, some people are saying it's not like they were hoping it would be one fifty, because you know some people are saying oh you could have a regular switch for like two fifty during some sales and stuff. So I also agree. I don't think that you know buying this thing for maybe fifty dollars less is worth like you know it's not worth it because you lose so many features. But um, for the light itself, I think I think it's fine. Like I, I kind of suspected it would do something like this since they're trying to phase out the what you call it the 3ds from existence now and they want to like make everyone buy a switch now so yeah. having like a more you know like a smaller version of it that's more for portable play is like something i expected them to do but uh removing all these features and the discount isn't like that big i feel like i, I feel like it could have been 150 and people would have been real hype about it but right now i kind of just feel like it's it's just it's just there <laughs> yeah and um i know that there was a another piece of like news i was like nintendo said that they aren't phasing out the 3ds just yet which is like a little weird and really strange just because i feel like the 3ds has had a good run and i think it is time for it to go now because we have the nintendo switch now it's a hybrid console obviously but i don't know why they're keeping the 3ds around because i think whatever games gets whatever games do get announced for that system it's just gonna be like it should have been on the switch sort of thing you know yeah, and, like, yeah, I know Nintendo keeps saying that, but it's just, like, I, I don't know why. <laughs> like, you know, at this point, they basically move all their 3DS exclusive, like, uh, titles, you know, like Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing, Pokemon, to the Switch. So it's pretty clear that they're not making anything big for the 3DS anymore. So it's weird that they keep saying, like, oh, don't worry, it's not going away, even though it, <laughs> it kind of is. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really do think the light is supposed to be, like, a replacement for their 3DS, except they're just, like, afraid to say it for some reason. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it, I think it looks good. It's just that I think the price is still a little too much. Once this thing is like one fifty, I think it'll be like a better a better trade off, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think that this console is for those who have been still holding off on the Switch, or even then, I think that the, this might make them push to buy just the regular Switch, and then I think that this switch light in particular is for people that only play in portable mode because i know that there are some people that exclusively play the switch in handheld mode Mm -hmm. so maybe this will be a nice transition for them but then again nintendo was very weird about like save files and all this like cloud saving and this and that so depending on which games you have some games might transfer over easily some of them won't and once again you're losing that feature of plugging it into your tv or monitor with the hdmi port and I mean, it is $100 cheaper, but, you know, like, I feel like the Switch Lite is for those in very um, specific situations. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, it kind of feels weird that you can't do, like, the main thing the Switch is meant to do, which is, like, you know, switch from TV to handheld, you know? Like, it just mm-hmm. kind of takes away that whole, like, thing. Which, is it kind of makes me scared if they ever make, like, a Switch Pro or whatever that's only going to be, like, a docked version. Which, yeah. you know, I guess I won't bother a lot of people, but I do like to take my Switch out, you know, time to time. So it'd be kind of weird to have that trade off. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with future, like, sort of versions with the Switch, but I guess we just got to wait and see there. Yeah. And then on top of that, the Switch Lite, uh, some games are not compatible with it at all, uh, oh, yeah. I feel. Like, 1 2 Switch is going to be very complicated to play on that thing, even if it can. Uh, and another game like Mario Party, like, that game is pretty much difficult to play on the switch slider non-existent i should say yeah yeah like some, some things are just gonna be more difficult to play because you can't dock it so mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know i feel like it's just more you know if, if you just want to have a switch and that's it like you know, it's not really meant to be like oh you know just you know basically if you like the 3ds and just want the new games then you'll just get this i guess but uh, again I, I don't really know because 
I like to keep it docked most of the time, so this isn't really made for me. But um, mm-hmm. I, I can see a lot of people getting use of this thing. Yeah, I feel like those that are waiting for Animal Crossing are probably just gonna buy this. Yeah, that, yeah, like Animal Crossing would be a really good game for this. So, yeah, but once again, this is for a very specific audience, mainly the casual audience, I think. But um, I'm pretty sure it'll do well either way. I don't see this failing in any way, shape, or form. Honestly, no, not me either. It's probably still gonna sell like crazy. Yeah. All right. So for more Switch news, uh, this has been a problem for a while. Uh, so Joy-Con drifting. If you don't know what this is is uh, the Joy-Cons, like, analog sticks have problems where, like, let's say you have your character, so, like, Mario, right? Like, you have Mario in your middle of your screen, you're not moving anything, and you're not touching anything, you're not touching the analog sticks, but Mario's slightly moving to the left. That's what the Joy-Con drifting is. Um, Mm -hmm. My Joy-Cons have this problem, too. I was playing, like, Monster Hunter, and my character would move slightly to the left, even though I wasn't pressing anything. And this has been a problem since the Switch came out, but apparently, like, a lot more people are complaining about it, and now there's a class action lawsuit against it. So, <laughs> I, I guess Nintendo now, like, they, you know, I don't think anything's going to come from this, but it is showing that, yeah, and it, like, the Joy-Con drift is a big problem that a lot of people are having, and Nintendo just doesn't really want to deal with it. So, it's kind of, like, nice that they're getting, like, sort of, like, a lawsuit so they could, like, maybe, you know, like help these people out yeah because <laughs> it is really annoying like you know i probably don't like joy cons as a controller but the drifting just makes it so much worse um like you could this temporary fixes like uh to fix it like you could like lift the little cap on the the bottom of the analog stick and like spray uh, not spray it but like blow it with the uh the what do you call those things the air things the pressurized air whatever you know the things you use to clean uh yeah the canned air or whatever. yeah that thing yeah you, you can like spray it under there and it works for a little bit but it never like goes away so hopefully like this whole all this attention to this like will cause nintendo to be like okay if you bring your switch you know you can like mail switches like for free for like a month and we'll fix it for you or something that, i think that would be nice but I, I don't i don't see anything really happening too big with this but i don't know i guess we'll see yeah it is definitely very interesting that you know finally someone was like i we're just gonna sue them screw it <laughs> yeah i mean that, that's how you get most of your problems solved here so yeah just America. sue them yeah but um joy con drifting i don't know if my joy cons do it but personally i don't have like a huge problem with it like obviously it sucks when like you know you're just not even moving and then your character just moves mm-hmm. um but you know like i don't have a huge problem with it uh but i I guess these people are just like, yeah, the product really shouldn't be like this. So, like, we need to, like, you know, make sure that Nintendo actually fixes it and does something about it, which I can respect that move and decision. But uh, my thing with, like, the Joy-Cons is, like, when you're sitting, like, on a couch and, like, you're too far away from the Switch and then the Switch will just disconnect. Or, like, the Joy-Con will just, like, stop working for, like, a couple seconds. Like, that has happened to me several times, whether it's at my own house or, like, where someone else or someone else's house or whatever. You know, like, that's annoying. But I think that that's just how the Joy-Cons work. So, Joy-Con drifting, I'm kind of just, like, whatever about it. But I do respect this decision by by these people to, like, actually, like, try to do something about it. Um, obviously this is a very expensive way to do it um but you know they're actually you know taking the step forward and you know being like hey do something please nintendo yeah and the big problem is you know if you know replacing your joy con you know costs a lot of money but you can still do it you could just take out the the joy con and just get another one if this Mm -hmm. happens with the 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 switch light you can't replace the the freaking joy con yeah get a whole new console if something like that happens so like that's that's a big concern a lot of people were having. So, and I think that's a fair, you know, fair judgment to have there. Because if the Joy Cons are still the same Joy Cons, but they're like built into the Switch Lite like they are, and you're having this problem, you're gonna have to like get like yeah, like send it to Nintendo instead of just like buying a new Joy Con or whatever. So, yeah. So, it's it's a whole mess <laughs> there. Yeah, definitely, definitely a whole mess that uh, is now being created because of what has happened. I believe since launch, honestly, since yeah. the Switch has people, been out, people are so. having this problem since like, it came out. So, so uh, gonna be very interesting to see where this develops. Uh, then, last piece of news we have here is Taka Watiti is directing Thor four. So, uh, obviously, Avengers slash Endgame spoilers. Uh, Thor is the only character to really have a story or have a chance to uh continue his story after endgame so uh taika watiti coming back Uh, i'm very interested to see what he does because 
obviously Thor in the MCU is very different from what Thor is in the comics honestly uh, he's not this goofball jokester that he is within the MCU but people love it and honestly I have no problem with it um, and I want to see where they take this character now especially with the journey that he went through ever since Ragnarok you know because Thor has been up and down honestly uh, in terms of like emotions and He's been through a lot, so I want to see where his story even concludes or where it goes, whether it's in the Asgardians of the Galaxy, uh, that movie from James Gunn, and now Thor 4. So, Yeah, um, you know, like you said, like, Thor is a very interesting character in this universe just because he went through, like, so much. And, like, even his character is, like, not even the same. Like, you know, from the first movie to now, it's like he's, like, a yeah. totally different character just because, like, you know, they made him more likable and, like, they focus on more of his better qualities, like, being funny and stuff like that. Since, you know, mm-hmm. Thor 1 and 2 are kind of forgettable, but then, um, you know, Ragnarok happened. Like, that was really good. And then in the um, Endgame and uh, Infinity War, he was also, like, a really good part of that. So, you know, him directing Thor 4, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it and see where Thor goes from here. Since, again, like you said, like, he's, like, the only character that really has, like, an opening to do more stuff with, you know, not spoiling too much if you haven't watched Endgame <laughs> at this point. But, you know, him and Spider-Man and, like, maybe Captain Marvel are, like, the few that have, like, sort of, like, more openings they could go for. So, it'll be good. I, I don't know if they're going to conclude his story here. Like, they might just, like, conclude Thor's, like, just role in this thing because, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know if the MCU... Again, we don't really know too much about what the MCU has next, you know. Um, but I think, I think they might end Thor's story... With this one. And that's my guess, anyway. I feel like they want to focus on the new people and, like, you know, maybe a lot more new heroes and stuff. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what to do with this uh, movie. Yeah, definitely very interested to go and see uh, what Taika Waititi could do again with Thor. Because, uh, you know, this whole new direction that he's taken on, I think, is better for the character. Because taking him seriously is kind of hard, you know. So, yeah, I'm glad that they've <laughs> taken this much more lighthearted approach, starting with Ragnarok and moving forward since then so yeah like I, i'm just happy what they did with thor honestly like he i think he was the character that needed the biggest facelift and they did a good job really recovering his character with uh, ragnarok because like i remember when ragnarok was getting so much praise i was just like really like a thor movie getting this much <laughs> praise and then yeah it was amazing like i love it so um you know if they could do the same with thor 4 i'm all for it so yeah it's pretty good if you haven't seen it, it's on netflix if you haven't. yeah but yeah, let's get into our recent activities. Uh, so I'll go first real quick. Right. So League of Legends, obviously, still working on that. Uh, I was on a team before called Team Fish Tacos, <laughs> laugh if you will. Nice. Um, but that team was full of Diamond 1 or lower players, and I was like Grandmaster at the time. So the cap of it, I forget exactly what it was. We were playing in the ABL series. So ABL is like its own like little amateur league or whatever. So I believe the uh, cap of it, let me just check real quick. Uh, yeah, it was a 250 LP Grandmaster. So uh, nothing against that team or org or anything at all. Like they honestly were really good to me. Um, but I would just like, I kind of want to compete in, in scouting grounds and like, you know, that team wasn't doing it immediately. If I can say that, like there were scouting grounds events happening on the weekend and for whatever reason we couldn't compete in them. So mm-hmm. I was just like, shit, I need to like find a new team. Cause you know, like these scouting ground events aren't happening all year round. So, uh, I, Quickly, you know, tried my best. I made it to uh, plus 250 LP Grandmaster. I'm currently sitting at 325, so Ooh. that's pretty good. Um, but obviously, I want to go and hit Challenger and try to hit as high as I can uh, just so I have more options available to me later on. Uh, but now the team I'm on is on is Authority Eastwards, which is a bit more professional. But then again, it's a very generic name or whatever. But uh, we've been scrimming a lot, uh, you know, wins, loses, whatever. Uh, you learn from them but solo queue um it's still very very 50 50 oh my god um i have no idea how uh, next season is going to play out just because uh they added you know grandmaster they added iron but on top of that they removed uh you know like the division five so uh, I'm not sure if I'm exactly supposed to be in Grandmaster or, or if the system is just broken, but, you know, I'm just trying to play my best in whatever games I happen to get put into. Uh, but there's that. And then TFT uh, came out uh, for ranked. 
uh, and uh, also for leak they just dropped like a huge patch like out of nowhere but they did it strategically right before like playoff season happens it's sort of like a little over the halfway point of the season for like lcs and stuff like that so it's not like dropping right before playoffs so like you know like teams have time to adapt to these changes but they changed a lot of champions they buffed nerfed uh etc a bunch of champions so still testing that out but for tft ranked uh it seems like people are trying a lot harder now <laughs> um no, like it. yeah like people die a lot later uh and like supposedly when i was reading like these changes on like pbe like one guy who that I follow, uh, Low Pally, he was playing it, and he was like, it feels like people are going to die a lot faster, but, like, for me personally, you know, um, and when you play ranked, everyone starts in iron, so don't feel bad because, you know, there's, like, nothing to base off TFT rank. Right. So um, I'm currently, like, bronze 2 or something like that, but that's because I haven't been playing that much in terms of, like, TFT rank. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's still TFT. It's still fun. Uh, but yeah, people die like a lot later. Uh, it feels like like people like all eight players will still be alive after like wolves, which is oh, like wow. crazy to me. So um, yeah, people are actually like trying to you know get really good at the game. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what comps are good or like what's bad uh, or whatever, but you know I just play with with what feels good to me. Um, and you know TFT is still fun, and I'm having a blast with it. It's still you know a casual thing I do, despite there being a rank mode for it. Uh, and then other things I've been dabbling into, uh, I watched Far From Home again, just because this movie seems a lot more divisive compared to Homecoming, I feel. Yeah. Um, just because it's a epilogue to Endgame, but at the same time, it's being a sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm not going to spoil anything here, but pretty much, um, I think I still feel the same way as I did on the last podcast episode. Things are still a little messy. Tones are everywhere, but I still really like the movie. Uh... Mysterio is really good. I still like the way they portray Peter Parker um, and all of that stuff. Um, you know, people like complaining and like nitpicking and this and that. Honestly, this is a different Spider-Man and I'm all for it just because, you know, doing the same stories over and over again. You know, we saw what happened with the Amazing Spider-Man movies. That was kind of just like, you know, rehashing uh, what kind of Toby did, but in a much different and kind of grittier light in that way. But with this MCU Spider-Man, it's completely different. Um, but you know, people want to see, uh, you know, the movies, you know, talk about uncle Ben and this and that, but I'm just kind of like, you know, if they want to do it, they'll do it. I'm fine with, with what they're giving me so far, but I can't understand the, uh, complaints about, you know, tones being vastly different and this and that, but the Spider-Man movies for the MCU anyways, you know, far from home and homecoming, they're supposed to be lighthearted cause they're goddamn Spider-Man movies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not supposed to be serious, you know. I I get that this is a epilogue to Endgame, but then again, Endgame was its own movie. This is uh, far from home, and this is how they portray the blip, as they called it. So, yeah, I guess some people were just like, yeah, because the two tones clash just because you know Endgame was like a more serious thing because you know it was like the whole ending, like the whole snap and all that stuff. But Spider Man himself and like Homecoming, you know, they're very derpy and like you know it's all like you know it's meant to be more funny and stuff like that. So I feel like it does, like, the tones clash a bit. But I think it works in the end. But, yeah, like, you know, I have the same opinion, like, last time. It is a bit messy, but I still think it's good, so. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched a movie. I'm not sure if it came out last year or this year. Let me check. Uh, came out last year. Uh, the Hate You Give. This was a movie I actually wanted to see in theaters, but I didn't didn't get a chance to. And my brother uh, rented it on Blu-ray. And it is really good. Um, if you watch the trailer, it is very political. It's about, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter and this and that with, you know, police brutality. Uh, but, yeah, it's a very good movie. I really did like it. And I really enjoyed myself watching it just because I am a minority. I am Asian, if you didn't know. But, you know, I'm not a black person. So I can't necessarily 100% relate. But I understand where, you know, people just come in your life just strangers and just say the meanest shit to you or whatever so but yeah <laughs> yeah there's that uh so i'll let you go <laughs> and then we'll right. talk about changes so things. um i guess i'll talk about mario maker first so i i got mario maker 2 since i saw like so many people playing it i'm like i skipped out on mario maker 1 for the wii u and i kind of regretted it so i'm like all right i'm not gonna let this one go by me this time i'm gonna get it and yeah, what basically mm -hmm. everyone has been saying, it's really fun. Um, I can't really comment on any of the improvements because again, I never, I never played Mario Maker One. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, in terms of like just the game itself, I think it's it's really good. Um, 
building feels really nice. I, I know some people are saying it doesn't feel as good without the gamepad. Again, can't can't based off on anything because I never played it with the gamepad. So playing with mm-hmm. the controller felt absolutely fine. Like I, I, it felt very intuitive. You know, nothing felt too messy. It's all very simple. You know, you just place blocks. You know, place some enemies and uh, obstacles and platforms, and there you go. You got a level. It, it's very easy. Like I'm not used to having sort of like these like creative games. You know, I'm used to like Little Big Planet or Dreams where it's very complex and you could tweak like every single object and like do whatever. This game is a lot, you know, you place the blocks and then there you go. You, you just make a level. <laughs> and it's really nice. You know, it's really nice just to make a quick level. You know, you have an idea, you make it, and then you just, you know, put it online. Um, but it, it does focus a lot more on your ability to, like, have good level design. Like, you know, like, this game, you can't make any weird, like, gimmicky stuff. Like, you can, but, like, it is a lot more based on, like, like actual game design. Like, what, what makes a level fun and all that stuff. And... It's funny when you go online, you go to like the course world and like go to random online levels, you could immediately tell what's made by like a five-year-old when it's just like a straight line with like a bunch of enemies. I'm like, all right, this was made by like a five-year-old kid. <laughs> but when you see like pretty creative stuff, like, you know, really thought out level design, it's like, all right, yeah, like you really appreciate it when you see it. Um, and um, the story mode, uh, that that's something new in this game as well, where there's like a bunch of like, I think a hundred plus like pre-made Nintendo quality levels. Uh, they're all extremely good. I haven't finished it yet. I'm, like, halfway through. Mm-hmm. But, um, they, yeah, they are very Nintendo quality. Uh, most of them are not, like, your typical Mario levels. They're a lot more gimmicky, like, showing off the um, all the different stuff you could do. Like, you know, one level, you're in a Koopa clown car. And then the other one, like, you're like, an actual car. And, you know, just show a bunch of different elements you could use in creative mode. Like, like you know, there's sort of, like, a baseline. Like, hey, this is what you could do with these tools. And I think it does a good job on showing you what you could do with those like elements and it, it's also just fun to play so i think the story mode is really fun it's pretty long too like i, I play like three hours of it and i'm not like done yet so that i mean it's a pretty good length for it i think so um and then overall like you know you have the endless mode and stuff that's always fun just play a bunch of like random levels at whatever difficulty you want with set lives you know it's a it's a fun little challenge that you could do um but yeah it's it's a really good package um I, I think it's worth the sixty bucks. Like I think the the story mode itself, like even if you don't want to like make your own levels, I think the story mode and endless plus you could, like look for other people's levels by searching for it. Uh, I think that's like enough content to like justify it. So yeah, it's it's basically just as good as everyone has been saying. Yeah, if you like two D Mario, then this is this would be great. And I love two D Mario, so yeah, I I love it. Um, Alright, so next thing that I've been playing that's been like eating my life. Is uh, Final Fantasy the you know I was talking about it last week with uh, Shadow what well, not not last week two weeks ago when Shadowbringers came out um, I finished the main story and it, yeah it is it is very good everyone online has been saying it's an amazing expansion it's like probably the best Final Fantasy in years and it really does feel like that I think this expansion really knocks it out of the park with the story and like the music and everything like it, is, it has been fantastic I, I really liked it um, you know the dungeons have been really good the uh, all the different raid bosses have been really challenging, like a lot harder than I thought they were gonna be. Like I said last uh, last podcast, like one of them took me quite a while, <laughs> like for like a leveling like raid boss, like it was it was hard, uh, mm-hmm. but enjoyable. So um, yeah, a lot of the other changes they did to some of the classes were really nice. I heard a lot of good things about Black Mage. I haven't leveled that up, but um, yeah, overall like a really solid expansion, and I'm I'm just happy with it. <laughs> I mean, every expansion has been extremely good. Heaven's Word, Stormblood, and now Shadowbringers. Like, the game just keeps improving and improving and improving. And it, it, I'm going to be sad when it, like, it, when an expansion comes out and it sucks or when it just ends because this expansion just feels like like the story is just going to end soon. I'm like, oh, I guess there's going to be no more of this game. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's been it's, it's been a really good expansion, and it's, it's really good. <laughs> okay, so let's get into Stranger Things 3. Yeah. It is on Netflix. It's been out for quite some time. We're going to do full spoilers. So if you haven't watched it yet or binge watched it or whatever, uh, don't listen to us talk unless you don't care about spoilers. So uh, let's just get our o- overall thoughts on the season because I think I did that last time. But mm-hmm. I think it's really good. Um, I actually rewatched all three of the seasons. I think I'm on like the last episode of season three. But I think that this season, in my opinion, is a lot better than season two. 
Um, just because we get to see a lot of the main characters interact more, I guess. Um, the reason why Stranger Things works so well is because of the characters, and I think Season 3 just does more of that for me compared to Season 2. Um, and I still think Season 1 is just, like, the best one because of, like, it was... Like, you didn't know what the hell was going to happen because it is a brand new series. But, you know, afterwards with the sequels, Stranger Things 2 and Stranger Things 3, you kind of get an, an idea as to what this universe is about. But Stranger Things 3, I think, is still really, really good. Yeah, I think I feel the same way. Like, I, I definitely think 2 I, it's not bad. It's just, it just it feels like like a worse one. Or like, it mm-hmm. feels like it's like basically the same as season one, but like worse. Where, you know, you have... Uh, what's his face? Will like you know he gets like, you know when he's possessed and then no wait and when he was like in the under uh, upside down right? Yeah, yeah. And then in two he's like possessed and then instead of the demi gorgon you have demi dogs and you know, it's like it's basically like the same exact thing except like I don't think it's as good. Um, mm-hmm. Three feels like it has a lot more of an identity you know with uh, everyone like you know having relationships and like the 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 russians you know there's a lot of like crazy stuff that makes it stand out more and i really like the character interactions in this one a lot yeah and again i I don't know for when i was watching it i felt like it was better than one but it also been like four years or whatever since i watched season one so i can't really say for sure i do want to go back and watch season one but mm-hmm. I do, I definitely do think that season one felt the most pure. Like it was like, again, like you said, we didn't know what was gonna happen, and like it was just exciting every time something weird happens. Like whoa, what? So yeah, because like yeah. we didn't know if Will was actually alive or like if this place, the Upside Down, actually existed yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it felt like the most like an eighties movie. Like it had like the, the vibe like nailed down in the first season, which was really cool. But I feel mm-hmm. like I, I, in terms of the continuation, I think three has been really solid. So. Yeah, like definitely after I finished season three, I was like, is this better than one? Because like, yeah, you know, I have the same thought. I yeah, just finished watching it. and I was like, that was like a really good season. Uh, but, you know, rewatching the first season and like listening to what other people said in terms of like what their opinions were. I'm like, I kind of agree with them that, you know, like season one is good because it was a mystery at its finest and you really didn't know what was going to happen. And that's why it was so good. The reason why people still like Stranger Things is because of the characters and they built those characters really, really strong within the first season. And they just keep building upon that on season three, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I, I guess we just talk about it. <laughs> from, yeah. Uh, from the start. Uh, so basically it just shows that everyone is basically like older now, which is mm-hmm. cool. Like, like I said, when I think we talked about it in the trailer, I was like, it's cool that they're really going into like how these kids are growing up and how things change and stuff like that. Like they get relationships or like, you know, they're like, uh, you know, drift apart or whatever. I think that was a cool concept they went into. Um, so, you know, it showed like L and, um, what's his face? Um, Mike. Uh, what's his name? Mike. Yeah. Mike, <laughs> like in a relationship and stuff. And like, Hopper is like you know basically her dad now and stuff. Yeah. Um, Lucas and um, what's her name? Uh, I, I keep forgetting Lucas all the names. Lucas and Max. Yeah, Max. Like they're together and things like that. And Will is sort of just dealing. Okay, with hold on, hold on. Uh, Will, man, I I feel so bad for him because you know I mean, like, Will just gets like crapped on like, <laughs> every season. So <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I feel so bad for Will is not just because he wants to play D and D with his homeboys. It's because. For the past two seasons, he didn't get to do mm-hmm. shit with his yeah. life. He pretty much was fucked by the goddamn upside down. Yeah. But in this season, he's like, "Come on, guys, let's play D and D." And you know, like, I'm not sure if you know if if he just doesn't like girls or like he's in that phase within his life where he's just like, "I still just you know like want to have fun and do my own thing," which is fine. You know, like whatever the uh, directors or you know the people behind Stranger Things want to do with that character, I'm all down for it. You know, I. I just felt bad that, like, Will this season was just, like, I just want to play D&D with the boys. And then, like, he tore down uh, Byers Castle. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, son. Like, that was, ah. But. Yeah, like, yeah, I, like, I get it. Like, I, I don't think it's, like, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with that character in terms of whatever. But I think it is because, you know, he, he spent, like, two full years, like, just either in the upside down or, like, mind controlled. Like, you know. He has really had a good childhood. <laughs> so all he wants to do is, like, again, play D&D with the boys. But, like, now all of them are busy doing their own thing. And then he's just like, come on. Like, it's, like, the first time we're not getting, like, mind-controlled or, like, some traumatic event happening. And then yeah. no one wants to do anything. So, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, right. I, I thought that was an interesting way they did with Will's character because for the longest time he was just like a plot device, like, and I felt like that wasn't really fair to him. So it was cool mm-hmm. to see like him, like how it affects him and how he has like PTSD and crap from all this stuff. So yeah, yeah I thought, I thought that was pretty. He uh, could sense the monster. Yeah, and he could. He has like spidey senses. Yeah. Um, in terms of the other characters, you know, I, I really like what they did with Steve and um and Dustin. Like they're just best bros now. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah, ever since, like, the, I think the second one, where they just connected more. So it was mm-hmm. nice to see. I, I basically, like, my favorite, like, sort of side plot was with Steve, Dustin, and Robin. I thought that they were really funny. Um, yeah. And uh, who, who else I'm missing in terms of uh, characters? Erica was in that group, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, what did you think about her character? Because some people found her annoying, but I thought... I, I didn't find her bad. She was, like, she, she was very, like... um like steve urkel-esque like you know she was very like you know she was like that i i, I thought it was funny uh-huh. uh I, I don't know i feel like some people have a problem with the show like i think this season was more jokey than the other two like it was a lot more comedy mm-hmm. uh and i didn't mind it i thought it fit well with this sort of show but uh i know some people didn't like that i, I thought she was fine yeah i really like the whole like scoop troops sort of thing going yeah because you know like steve just got out of he just got out of high school, you know, he graduated, did whatever he had to do. But now he's kind of like, he still has like that high school mentality, which you see. But like by the end of the show, he's kind of just like, oh, fuck it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and he tried to get with Robin, but unfortunately, I guess she's lesbian. Yes. <laughs> As you yeah. learn later. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Also, Steve can't win either. Just like, whoa, like that poor man. I, I mean, like, they're friends now, which is nice. Like, I don't yeah. want Robin to go because she's a good character. But yeah, Robin, Robin's a really good character. I think, um what's it called when like season two was coming out uh the actress sadie sink who plays max mm-hmm. was like getting a lot of hate leading up to season two for whatever reason i'm not exactly sure oh because the stupid i think because the shippers were mad because she was like oh you're breaking l away from uh what's his face i keep forgetting his name uh, mike <laughs> mike yeah l from mike is this like what like real life shippers are like disgusting also they're kids <laughs> so stop it <laughs> oh yeah it's like uh with people shipping like uh tom holland and zendaya it's yeah like, they're really good friends, but, like, if they want to date, they'll date. But if not, just let them. Like, it's fine to ship, like, animated people because they're not real. But when you start <laughs> shipping, like, actual people, it's so weird. Like, stop yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, but, you know, Mike and Eleven and, like, that whole, like, group, I guess, was very fun to watch within the first episode. You know, Dustin gets back from camp and that mm-hmm. whole thing happened. Um, and uh, Hopper. All right, so Hopper has always been, like, my favorite character throughout the entire show. But this season, I feel like, I don't know, they kind of, like, downplayed his character a little bit, especially within, like, the whole, like, beginning of the season until, like, the final episode, I think. Um, Yeah, they they made him very off the rails. Like, he was very, like, like, he felt very uncharacteristically him. Like, you know, like... (laughs) Yeah. He was was very angry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the way I would describe him for this season is that he's just like psycho dad for like whatever reason yeah and like the first shot of him when he's just on the couch and like mike and 11 are doing their thing or whatever yeah. um i was like this guy looks fucking pissed like he <laughs> looks so mad for like whatever reason and obviously he doesn't like mike which kind of makes sense but you know i think that they really like downplayed his character in some ways because of you know his whole thing like obsessing over like they shouldn't be together they see each other every day this isn't that but i think like joyce really like tried to talk some sense into him like she knew like they're kids you know like they're growing up or whatever they're now teenagers well i guess it's because it goes deeper because you know he lost his daughter i still don't know what his daughter actually died from i forgot i think it was cancer oh it was cancer okay so i guess that's why he's more protective of 11 because he just sees her as her daughter and then like he doesn't want to like anything happen to her and stuff like that so he's like very protective right now and you know mike mike was being a little shit though like he was just oh yeah yeah, like (laughs) he's just like yeah but um i don't know but I, i agree with you like i think i think they made him a little like like he kind of lost focus on what he was like he didn't really feel like the same character from one and two but it, it was still yeah. like funny mm-hmm. like uh that whole scene when like hopper tries to like talk to them and then mike's just shitting on him the whole time like low-key i was like come on bro like yeah and then he's like your grandma's like something i was like oh shit he's mm-hmm. gonna like give him the dad talk which is exactly what he did he like scared him and then that whole plot thread happens and uh 11 and max um that was a relationship that i really liked and yeah, it was nice 
in a season two, obviously we didn't see much of it because Eleven thought that Max was trying to steal Mike from her or whatever. Yeah. But this season, you know, they really played that friendship, and I really, really liked all of these scenes with Mike and Eleven in it. Uh, and you know, it was just really fun to watch them interact at the mall, especially because you know Eleven's not supposed to be there supposedly. Um, and then, you know, they find out about the whole Billy thing. So what do you think about, like, Billy this season in particular? I thought, like, okay, so, like, it's sort of the same thing with Steve, where it's like you hated him in season one, but then, like, oh, he's really cool. And then, mm-hmm. like, they made him better. I felt like him being mind-controlled or whatever was, like, I, I thought they were going to make him mind-controlled, but, you know, spoiler, like, like he doesn't, like, live <laughs> this season. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, just talk and, about spoilers, like, whatever. Okay. And I, I was hoping he would, like, live just so we could, like, see him be, like, a better character. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I felt like they... Because he, he felt very, in, like, unredeemable. Like, I know he has, like, the abusive, like, father and stuff like that. But he, he was pretty bad in season two in terms of being, like, an asshole. So, yeah. um... I, I, but I felt like with him being deflated and stuff, like, you really did feel bad for him the more you learned about him. And, like, like how he really didn't want to hurt his sister and things like that. Uh, yeah. So I thought that those were, like, really good moments where, you know, show that he did still, like, really care about Max and stuff when he was getting all, like, mind-controlled by the, the thing. So, um, no, I, th- I think they did a good job with his character. But, again, I wish he kind of lived so we could, like, see more see of him. him. Yeah, because yeah. he, he was really interesting at the end, but, you know, they killed him off at the end. So Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, personally, I really liked Billy's character once again, like you said, with, like, Steve. I mean, like, season one, Steve, like, turned his character around, like, almost instantly. Yeah. But then season two just, like, made his character, like, ten times better. Um, and for season three, you know, Billy, obviously, he was just, like, a dickhead asshole. And that was, like, very, very clear and obvious. And, and he was trying to get with uh, Mrs. Wheeler. And that yeah. was, like, very, very <laughs> funny. Uh, but... Um, some people found it a little strange that they dropped that plot line almost instantly, which I kind of understand because I think Mrs. Wheeler kind of like realized like, oh shit, I really should be doing this, which is why she like bailed on him. And then, you know, Billy started acting weird and all this other stuff. But, um, yeah, I think it was a very smart idea to use Billy as like, you know, the main person to get flayed as they called it in the show. Um, just because like he's not part of the group, but he's right outside of the group where they would care enough just because it's Max's brother, um, to, you know, like help him out. And obviously, you know, it is the upside down shenanigans happening. So, um, I think that this was like the best way to do it. Um, but going back to, uh, Billy's character, I really liked what they did with Billy this season. Um, it does suck that he did die, but I think it just, you know, completed his arc in a way. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I could see that too. Like, you know, I don't think there was much more they could do with him. And I guess they had too many characters already, so it's like we can't really fit him yeah. anywhere. It definitely but, would have been, like, weird to, like, see him try to, like, you know, be buddy-buddy with, like, Steve and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been very, very funny to watch, but we will not see that, unfortunately. Um, and another supposed of death, Hopper. I mean, like, yeah, do you not, think he's dead? No. <laughs> yeah, look, if there's anything you should learn now is that if you don't see no body, he ain't dead. Like, he, he's not dead. Yeah. Like, so, like, what's your theory as to how he lived? Some people were saying he hopped into the. All right, so there's like two theories I read. One, he was like, when that thing exploded, it only kills the people outside. Like, he was on the other side of that electrical thingy, and only the people, like, well, he was inside, like, like, it's hard to explain. So, when he was like trapped, like, you know, between him and Joyce, there was like this electrical barrier. Mm-hmm. Like he was inside of it, right? So people were saying he didn't die because he was in the inside of it, and the people outside of it turned to like goo. Uh, mm-hmm. And another theory is like he just hopped into like the hole, you know, the portal was opening before it explode, and then he like he's in the upside down or something. Um, yeah. But but again, I don't have any wacky theory. I just, I just know he's not dead because <laughs> yeah. one he should have been goo, like he should have been like meat chunks on the ground, and he wasn't. He just wasn't there. So. Yeah. Um, like, I do think, like, I definitely do think Hopper is going to die by the end of this series. Like, I, I do think he is just going to die. But I, I don't think it's now. Like, I think I think he's somewhere else. Either in mm-hmm. the, you know, after the post credit scene with the Russians would say, you know, not the American or whatever. You know, that's, yeah. that, that might be him. We don't know. But I, I definitely do think he's alive. So, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe uh, the jumping through the portal theory and he might be in the upside down yeah uh, i feel like hopper could survive in there i think there's like a point in like season two where he actually gets dragged into the upside down for a bit i forget exactly yeah despite me watching it very recently but 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Uh, but I, you know, like, if he actually lived there, uh, Joyce probably wouldn't have moved, and, like, Will and Eleven probably would still be in Hawkins. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there was, like, that thing uh, going on. And then, like, Susie. So, <laughs> they set this up, episode one, and then they finally bring it all the way back around for the last episode. Um, so, like, did you find the whole, like, musical thing, like, out of place? Or, like, do you think it fit in with, like, the whole Stranger no, I, Things? I, I, I thought it fit in with the Stranger Things thing. I thought it was funny. The, the, the one thing that felt out of place was when, what's his fit? Lucas was discussing about Coke for, like, a minute. I'm like, oh, okay. Remember <laughs> that scene? Like, Lucas was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look at this Coca-Cola. It's real good. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Okay. He's like, new Coke's better. Yeah. It's like the reboot or whatever. But but... I know that was a real thing during the 80s, but I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. still, like, it felt very product play. it was funny like I, I laughed really hard because i'm like what but um, <laughs> but yeah but bring it back on point yeah i, I didn't think that fell out please i thought i thought it was funny yeah i think it's just uh stands or stranger things stands just like being like well if she didn't do that uh hopper probably would have lived and there would have been enough time this and that but it's like no it's just a on. funny moment yeah yeah like she didn't know like she yeah. doesn't know anything about the upside down. i doubt dustin told her everything you yeah. know so um but yeah i'm I'm honestly glad that they finally brought it all back around because I was just like, God damn, Dustin, you really dragged all your friends up here and now they're just like, what the hell, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. he, he actually had a girlfriend from Utah. Look at him. Yeah, look at that. Uh, and then what was the other point you were talking about? Oh, what, with the pl- product placement? <laughs> with Coca-Cola? <laughs> I, I mean, like, Lucas's character. I mean, I guess we could talk about that. I. I think that he was just being a jackass this entire season. I don't know about you. <laughs> I mean, he was just giving, like, advice to Mike, but he didn't really know what he was talking about either. I, I yeah. thought it was funny because, you know, you don't know at that age either. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I still don't know. No, <laughs> it's, just like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's like you just kind of guesstimate it. You're just giving him advice uh, yeah. that he worked for him, I guess. I don't know. I thought, I thought him being, like, a wingman was kind of funny. but um, Yeah. And I, get, I, I definitely felt like the kids felt... A little more relevant this season just because they're getting older so they could do more things especially at the end when you know lucas had the idea to use the fireworks against the the meat monster thing so um, <laughs> you know it's cool that they got more like things to do um but yeah I, I thought lucas was fine yeah i just thought he was just a jackass the entire yeah. <laughs> season but i guess i guess they needed that because like he was just being a dickhead the whole time and i was like max how are you like still hanging around with this dude but anyways <laughs> um when when uh Mike and Eleven were like spying on them, I thought that that was funny. Oh like, yeah, when they were just like <laughs> hanging out and then yeah, just, just like, like being dudes and like yeah. poor Will so trying to stop this D and D game or whatever. Um, but the whole like Joyce and Hopper thing. So like Jopper was like already a ship that was happening towards the end of season two, and they actually just like he- went straight first into it uh, for this season, and I really liked it. Um, and then. When they were, like, you know, doing, like, the whole Russian thing as well. Um, that was another, like, complaint I saw online with, like, people, like, saying, like, two plot lines going on and they're both about Russians. That was a, a little weird. I mean, what did you think about it? Uh, I thought it was fine. Like, usually Stranger Things, like, split their stories, like, with a lot of different characters and then they, they join up at the end. I, mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was fine having to deal with the Russians just because it's, like, you know, it's a big threat, I guess. And, like, you know... They need multiple people, you know, I guess figuring it out, you know, with um, Dustin, Steve, and Robin, like, infiltrating that base, and uh, Joyce Hopper, and uh, the other dude, I forget his name, the crazy guy, uh, uh, and, you know, finding Alexi. So. Murray or whatever. Yeah, I forget his name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I don't know, I thought it was fine, because they both convene at the end. Well, they all convene at the end, but, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was fine. Like, Stranger Things always, like, had, like, a bunch of multiple stories, and then, like, they fit in in the end somehow, so... Yeah. Um, if, if there's one major complaint I had with this season, and I know it's kind of like a, a theme with it, is like like all the love like interest and stuff. I felt like it did get a little too much. I was just like, all right. <laughs> like usually I'm okay with like one or two, but this one was like four. It was like Joyce and Hopper, <laughs> Ellen Eleven. Um, uh, yeah, no, Ellen Eleven. No, Ellen. And, <laughs> and then Mike. like, and then like you know everyone. Oh, um, Steve and Robin. Even though that ended, you know. Not good for poorly, him, you know? unfortunately. Yeah, there was just a uh, lot of like, like that stuff. And then like, Nancy and Jonathan. Obviously. Yeah, those two also. Like there was like, there was a there was a lot of love stuff, and I was like, I, I get it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I get it. Like we don't, we could stop now. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I thought I, 
I thought their plot line was was good, like because you know they find Alexi and then they were giving them all the you know how to stop the 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 portal opener thingy. Yeah. Um, I honestly I felt like the the weakest plot was with uh, Jonathan and what's her face uh, Nancy. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, like that one ended pretty quick. Yeah, it, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, that one ended really fast anyway. So like you know because they joined with the kids like real quick. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I felt like it was it was just like whatever. Like the, it was a really good scene with the hospital when you know all the guys were turning into like. Oh um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, I felt like the rest of it was just like whatever. The goddamn Hawkins post just treating Nancy like garbage. I was like, goddamn guys, like yeah. And it, there was a good bit of dialogue there too with uh, when Nancy and Jonathan were driving back home and they both don't understand each other's problems. Where Jonathan, you know, he's poor, so he has to do these things. And Nancy, you know, has the problem of being a woman. And, like, especially at that time where, you know, you don't get, like, any respect there. So they yeah. both didn't really understand the problems they were facing. So I, th- I thought it was actually a really good bit of dialogue there, so. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess we could just talk about our final thoughts. I don't, I'm not sure if there's anything else you really want to talk about when it comes to the season, um, is there? Uh, no, I think, I think that's about it. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I'm, I'm just, like, trying to remember different points of the show I, like obviously there's like a lot of like great moments with the show with them like figuring out the goddamn russian code i thought that that was really cute yeah and how like they were like figuring out and this and that i was like oh shit there's like three thousand iq sort of play here um and you know all of the different plot lines i think were done really well all of the characters i think got some chance to shine whether it was in this season or prior seasons you know because you know people will say that oh will all he did was like alert them of like if he was here or whatever but like you know give the kid a break the last two seasons he was legit possessed or in the upside down or (laughs) whatever so and you know we know that he is a phenomenal actor just from season two alone so Mm -hmm. um you know not every character got a chance to shine this season but i think the ones that did did a really good job and we got to see a lot of great stuff from it yeah um i guess another good thing i could say about this season is like the monster like i thought you know like obviously the cg really improved from season one because if you look at the demi (laughs) the demi gorgon from season one looks like hot garbage uh, Demi dogs look pretty good, but I thought this meat monster thing was like really cool. It was disgusting, but it was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Like how it is basically like the mind flares, like like physical form, you know, just by making people dissolve into like just guts and then like ex- like it was a really cool concept. So I thought that, that was really neat. Yeah. Oh, and I, I guess like that too. I guess we're gonna talk about the the thing at the end too, where uh, um, Eleven loses her powers for a little bit. Oh yeah. yeah okay. So this was all just because she can't find Hopper. 100 percent. you think so <laughs> yeah um i think they had a they had to like right away into it they oh, were yeah, like, you're oh, right. yeah 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 because they were, were, were like ah shit uh we had to like find a way to like make sure that 11 can't find him uh let's just okay uh she used her powers all trying to get that thing out of her leg which honestly was really gross to watch honestly oh yeah it <laughs> like, was horrible to watch <laughs> for me personally like when it comes to like knives and blood and all that stuff like i'm fine with it if it's like quick and fast but like them doing it like slow i was just like oh god just just stop already but you know her using all i guess the last of her powers in that one moment uh but you know she doesn't have her powers anymore so i wonder how that's going to develop and how she's going to get them back i guess with over time so maybe there's going to be a huge time jump between that, the, this season and the next yeah that's what i think like, i think I, I i think season whatever season four is probably going to start with her like try to do her thing where she spies on people. She's probably just gonna keep doing that until she finally like gets in and finds uh, uh, Hopper. Like I think that's how it's gonna kick off for season four. But I don't know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like they you could said, go in a billion different directions. Yeah, like you said, it's a pretty convenient thing that you know she loses her powers, so she can't even look for him, but yeah. even if she wanted to. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why they did it. But I'm fine with it either way. Um, I know that there's probably gonna be one more season after this. Um. But, yeah, overall, Stranger Things Season 3 is definitely a lot better than the second one. Not to take the second one back in any way. Like, Season 2 is still, like, pretty good. It's just that, you know, that one episode where it's just, you know, the whole sister plotline, which they completely dropped in this season, obviously, for good reason, because no one really liked it. Uh, Even, like, rewatching it, I was just like, yeah, this plotline kind of, like, goes nowhere, and it really doesn't do much for me. Like... When I was rewatching season two, I just skipped that episode because I was like wasted fifty minutes, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like that, especially now they're probably not gonna do anything with it because they, you know, they're pretty good with listening to fan feedback, so they probably just drop that storyline. 
Um, yeah, unfortunate. But I, yeah, like I feel like it could have been done good if they kept it in in Hawkins and she didn't just leave the main story to do it. Because um, they still have to deal with like her papa, you know, like the, her yeah. dad. I forgot what his actual name is, but yeah. I think that would have been cooler if he was the one making this generator down in the mall. They like, would have more connections with Eleven instead of just Russians. But whatever, I guess we're just dealing with Russians now. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I felt like there could there could have been something there, but people don't like it, so they're just doing something else. So. Yeah. Okay. There's a couple more points I just brought up. Yeah. Uh, the the whole Terminator guy. <laughs> oh, the Terminator guy. Yeah. Um, it, he was just like again. I was just I would just laugh every time he showed up because he's just like he's literally just the Terminator and it was funny. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I felt like he was just kind of just there to be like you know the main threat for Hopper and Joyce and stuff. Yeah. Like he didn't really do much. He was just like just scary big guy. But yeah. it was satisfying when they killed him. Like, that felt good. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah good. that was a pretty good, cool scene. I really, you know, like what they did with that character. Just because, you know, it's sort of like a trope being like, yeah. oh, he's just like the Terminator. But at the same time, you know, he's there to, like, uh, interfere with Hopper and his planning. Uh, yeah. And then Alexi. I mean, like, I'm not sure if you've, like, checked Twitter or, like, Reddit. But, like, he's, like, a fan favorite character. I, I like Alexi. He was, he was fun. Like, as soon as he started walking towards What's-His-Face with, like, Woody the Woodpecker, right. I'm like, oh, he's yeah. so dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. I actually started to like it. Like, I thought he was always pretty likable, though. Like, he just, he didn't want to go back to the Russians. Like, he was just, like, you know, he, he was enjoying his time with Hopper and Joyce and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. He was just trying to live the American life and then. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, they keep killing all the good guys. What the hell? They kill, like, what's-his-face, uh, Bob. Oh, Bob? Oh, yeah. okay. Joey's going through that whole thing. I was like, damn, I feel so bad. Yeah, that was her. really sad. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but... She's eating her lasagna alone. She just had a... Damn. She just had, like, a really hard time getting over that. And, obviously, she was pushing Hopper away because of it, I think. Yeah. So, but... At the end, she was just like, maybe I should just went on a date with him. <laughs> yeah. You know? But... We'll have to wait for next season to see wherever they want to take it. Uh, but once again, overall, it's better than season two. I don't think it's better than season one. I might have thought that at first, but rewatching all of the seasons again, I think season three is still pretty solid, but nothing can beat season one just because of how surprising it was. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably say the same thing. Like, I, well, yeah, at the time, I thought season three was a little better, but, and again, I haven't watched season one since it came out. Mm-hmm. But, um, I would definitely say probably season one is better just because it felt the most pure and like it knew it knew what it wanted to do, you know, like it was like like an eighties like you know mystery thing with a psychic girl, you know. I don't know. It felt more like you know it had an identity, you know. And uh, a three three is really good too, uh, and I enjoyed it a lot. But it does have a lot more clearer problems than uh, one did. So yeah, I will probably say it's like one three and then two. That's probably my order and like their rankings there. Respectable. Uh, but yeah, there's obviously a lot to this season because there's like, what, eight hours <laughs> yeah. the season clocks in on. So we didn't talk about everything, but I think we got most points out there. So is there anything else you would like to add, a good saw? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right. So thank you guys for listening to the Travis and Damien podcast, episode 15. We will see you guys either next week, depending on San Diego Comic-Con news, or the week after, as yeah. usual. See ya.